Welcome to Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. I guess. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's that time again. We're watching, um, I'm not even going to like build up to this. It's High School Musical 2, guys. Released in 2007 after the classic that is the original High School Musical. <laughs> I'm doing it again, guys. I'm torturing Scott. With yet another High School Musical movie, but we are not alone. No, we are not. We had to bring in our podcast friends from the Great White North. Scott needed backup, but I, I'm not scared. I'm going to go against all three of you motherfuckers. <laughs> we have Jim and Bryce from the Film Rage podcast. How's it going, guys? I am fantastic. And I am super fantastic. <laughs> so guys, really quickly before we get into all of this, tell us about Film Rage, where the people can find it, and all the good stuff. That's Jim's department. So you can find Film Rage everywhere at Film Rage YYC, everywhere on social media. Then you can find us at FilmRageYYC.com, which to me is the best website that's ever been created. It's okay damn it's, it's okay ish on a good day <laughs> and then you can send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com which the shoot the flick crew did tonight indeed and i purposely wanted you guys on this episode because we gave you a bunch to pick from and quite frankly i really wanted you to pick this one <laughs> well i looked at the list and i went what is the absolute worst movie on this list and this is the worst movie from that list yes yeah, so i wasn't even consulted on nope. this and i'm not very happy about it because <laughs> i would not have chosen this <laughs> i keep reminding you our podcast is called film rage not film joy or film mondo or filmgasm it's actually film rage we've got the market cornered on raging about film so there you go. and guys this is a particularly special episode because it is being released on the actual 15 year anniversary of high school musical too don't you feel like part of something special i sure do <laughs> i think that as long as we get to see zach efron like when we tag him in this post and we get to see him shirtless then like if he it's kind of like a i don't know how it works on twitter but can you send us like a torso pic not a dick pic i just want a torso pic from zach efron he'll just send you the baywatch poster i mean the baywatch poster i already have that yes i was one of those tween slash teen girls in the 2000s that just just loved zach efron and his floppy hair and the whole nine yards i am slightly ashamed but not enough to not do this movie yeah you are their target audience there's <laughs> were, no question were Right. At the time of its release, I believe I was 15. So, okay, just to like put it in perspective, usually Disney Channel original movies, they have pretty low budgets. The first one was like four million and got like a few million viewers on the night of its premiere. This one got a seven million dollar budget and it drew in ratings of 17.6 million viewers on premiere night, including myself. So, yeah, this is like the most popular Disney Channel movie ever. What? Money well spent. Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, couldn't you tell when you watch this that $7 million went into it? I don't know what they spent it on. I guess yeah. maybe Efron's hair. Location, I, location. Actually, I'm going to say at least $2 million of it must have gone into Efron's makeup because, man, was it caked on. Here's the thing. The budget on this movie, it's cheap as fuck, right? But like it's for a Disney Channel movie, it's pretty like expensive. Cause when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't have the same like nostalgic connection to it that I did when I watched the original for this show. And I was like, why is that? And then I realized, like, oh, <laughs> the budget is too good for this movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> 
it's too good. <laughs> it's like they're trying to be something that they're clearly not. It's like the first one had almost a, and I'm sh- I don't even have to ask you if you watched the original, you guys, because I know you guys didn't. No. Scott did, but <laughs> that's okay. I heard that episode, by the way. <laughs> I would hope so. Scott like lost his mind, but the first one had a very like almost like a high school production in theater. It's like, oh, we're just, you know, strapping this whole thing together with like some tin cans and string and like we're pulling, we're pulling off a show. The second one gives off like we're trying to be a real movie. Can't you see guys? We're a real movie. And it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) Stop it. No, this was not a, a real movie, but I did see it in 4K. Oh, no. This movie certainly wasn't meant to be watched in 4K because there are things that happen in the background and in the foreground that clearly were not meant to be seen by crystal clear eyes. (laughs) But um, Scott, just quickly, because you're the only one other than me that's seen the original, which one would you prefer? This one or the original? Is that the right question? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If you had a gun to your head... (laughs) No, no, no. Here's the question, Scott. And this is the absolute most important question. Which one would cause you to divorce Frankie (gasps) if you had to watch one of them again? That is the question. (laughs) Yes, Scott, that's that's the right question. Not not questioning how good either one of them are, because they're both going to be terrible. But if if Frankie said, look, we're watching two or one again. And you would say, no, I draw the line. It's divorce if you make me watch. Which one is the one you get divorced over? I'd probably say I would get divorced over the second one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fair. And you haven't seen three yet. You know you're watching that next year, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Next season. It's already booked and ready. <laughs> you poor bastard. But yeah, no, I would even I would even concede that the second one is not as good as the first one, which is like a weird way to phrase it. But you know what I'm saying? Must have been a gem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. And I will never know. And I, I will never know that's either. That's okay. Thank God. You're not made. This movie ain't made for you. It's okay. This movie wasn't made for anybody, unless you're like a, apparently a 15-year-old girl. I was going to say seven. Oh, but. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we're obviously going to talk about this later, but there wasn't even a bikini at, the, at any form where there's water. I'm like, okay, usually, even I think Pocahontas wore a bikini. Well, that was animated. <laughs> this is exactly my point. <laughs> yeah, that kind of doesn't help my point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, where were we going with this? Um, Jesus Christ. I don't know. We're already off the rails. So um, this quote unquote movie <laughs> was directed by Kenny Ortega and written by Peter Varsicini, the writer and director of the first one and the third one. And the writer of nothing else. Literally the writer of nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's his claim to fame is the high school musical trilogy <laughs> because he's a grown ass man trying to write for teens. And the dialogue, like the dialogue in the first one is it's terrible (laughs) it's just things that no teen would say ever in life yep (laughs) and um for some reason the the songwriting also is i mean it's even worse than the first one the first one maybe had like a little glimmer of charm but this one it's just so clear that they are both lesser in quality and that in turn makes the fact that all the songs are generic as fuck more obvious (laughs) i actually have a confession i i listened to the first song and then every time the songs came on i just fast forward through the songs that's cheating it is cheating i suffered through every note and you're saying you fast forwarded through them but see that's because i was busy and it took me seven days to watch this movie but then I did go back and download from Apple I, I, the album, and then I listened to the album. Okay, I watched it in one 90-minute straight marathon of hell. <laughs> no, I couldn't make it through. I, could, I literally could only make it until they started singing, and then I had to turn it off. <laughs> this is the power of Disney and teenagers, I guess. The album went double platinum in the first week, <laughs> and that first song that you hated so much that made you turn off all the other songs 
reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 what? <laughs> and kind of hung out there for a hot minute. <laughs> what? Uh. what? Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I'm going to say, before we get into the nitty gritty here, guys, and we're getting there in a hot second, but I just want to say in my defense... <laughs> Before we get into I don't think you have a defense, but let's There's, hear it. There is I'm no fully, defense, no, listen, but go ahead. Listen, listen. I'm fully aware that this is bad, okay? It's similar to what I said in the review we did for the first one. I, I fully admit that objectively, this is a bad movie. I feel compelled to also say, right before we get into the nitty gritty, and I promise this is the last thing. We obviously don't have video on this podcast, but Bryce's face from the second we've started is just like the saddest puppy dog that Sarah McLaughlin ever saw. Like, it's just the saddest thing I've ever seen. I'm so happy. I'm just going to relive this today and then I'm leaving it behind me. And then you're just going to wipe it from your mind. I may have to seek therapy, but I'll get there. You guys are doing the Lord's work today. Come on, Bryce. You've seen a lot of bad movies on your podcast. Man. This is close to the worst, though. Like, ugh, this hits the top five for sure, or bottom five, as it were. All right, gentlemen. I, I shudder to ask this question, but are you ready to get into the nitty and the gritty? Sure am. And the dirty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Bryce just gave a big smile and a Two thumbs up, and I feel like I'm about to be murdered, but that's okay. <laughs> Bryce just wants this done so he can never think about this yeah, that's, ever again. You know what? That's fair. That's totally fair. I promise to remind him about it every other day. I was just about to say we're all in this together, but well, they only reference that 15 times in this movie, so I'm sure we'll get there. Um, so our movie opens on East High, the last class of the last day of school before summer break. We get the first song right off the bat <laughs> called What Time Is It? We already know how Jim feels about it. What time is it? Summertime. It's our vacation. What time is it? It's, you know, just the typical tweeny, like, yay, school's out. I just want to talk about, at the beginning of this song, Corbin Blue, who's supposed to be a high schooler, goes and makes out with his teacher. He doesn't make he out with her. He her and pulls her into a kiss. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, that's assault, sir. Is it? Because he was underage. We didn't see the scene prior to that. Yeah, that's true, Scott. You shouldn't blame the victim. The one thing that we established right away is that Troy and Gabriella are, you know, smitten teen couple from the first movie are still very much together, played by uh, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, respectively. Zac actually does all his own singing in this movie, which is nice to know. He did uh, Hairspray, the movie, the same year as this. So, yeah. Remember Hairspray? (laughs) Scott, you remember? And not the John Waters one, the other one. <laughs> yeah, the John Waters one obviously is leagues and miles better. But <laughs> I just remember John Travolta in the fat woman suit being like swooned by Christopher Walken. Yes. Remember Akon? <laughs> Akon was that. Remember Amanda Bynes? It's 2007. <laughs> yes. So Bryce, what was going through your head as you watched this song? Did you even know what you were getting into? <laughs> Well, I had an idea of what I was getting into because, you know, I saw the South Park episode. So I'm just surprised at how bang on they were. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I got halfway through that first song and I was like, this is just not right. Why? Why? There was nobody in the bathrooms doing crack. There was nobody (laughs) freebasing in the gymnasium. There There was no like you know, finger banging in the, you know, side art what project What high school room. did you go to? Say. What high school did you go to? What the heck was happening in your high school? I'm sorry, was this your high school? Was this, you were high school musical too? They no. were singing and dancing with each other? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to crack high either there, Jim. Well, guys, it, don't you, didn't you feel a little, uh, you know, teen Twitter patters in your heart where Troy gave Gabriella a teen necklace, basically branding her with his initials? How romantic. 
There's a subplot in this movie that Troy and Gabriella have not kissed yet. Mind you, they've been dating. We, we Scott and I tried to figure it out. We were like, okay, how long have they been dating by this point? They've been dating for at least four or five months, and they haven't even kissed yet. That's like the subplot of the movie that, oh, every time Troy and Gabriella try to kiss, someone interrupts them, hijinks. And it's like, you haven't kissed yet? Are you leaving room for Jesus? Like, what's happening? And they're in high school. I'm sure that wasn't one of those promise necklaces instead, or whatever they call that in Jesusville. I don't know what that's called. Purity. It's a purity brand. I mean, her friends come over and they play it like it's a proposal, like a marriage proposal. And it's just a little like cheap Claire's necklace with a T on it. He should have put it in his pocket and said, see if you can find it. Oh, God. <laughs> see what else you find. <laughs> it's a little bit bigger than this T necklace. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that a roll of quarters? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> it's oh actually Team Canada. It's a roll of tunies. Somehow that sounds grosser. <laughs> Come it, to Canada. It, it has more girth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Zach Efron, King of the Girth. Um, after the first song, which is just a banger, Beyond Bangers, oh, um, yeah. we basically establish that all the guys are looking for a summer job. And uh, it just so happens that some guy from a country club calls Troy because apparently Sharpay, who is played by Ashley Tisdale, who is our resident cunt of the movie, she uh, is a rich bitch and her family owns this country club and she wants Troy's penis. So she's like, call up Troy and have him come work for the country club so I can have his dick. His role of toonies. Right, precisely. So it works out kind of the way she wanted. She gets Troy, but then she also gets all of Troy's friends from the Wildcats. Get your head in the game. And he also happens to get Gabriella to be a lifeguard at the country club because they threw in like a throwaway line in the beginning that she's doing like CPR lifeguard training. And we were like, why did she say that? But then we needed her to say that because otherwise it would make no sense. <laughs> like, Because everything in this made sense, totally. Oh, for sure. Obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just right up there with, oh, yeah, I'm picking a hacking class so I can hack the doors closed so the raptors don't kill us. <laughs> what? Oh, we're talking about Jurassic Park now? Good yes, God. just like that. So we just cut right to the country club and Sharpay is there and Ryan is there as well, played by Lucas Rabiel. And um, they're just, you know, having a grand old time at the country club. And we get my least favorite song in the whole movie, which is Fabulous. I'm on Fabulous. That is my simple request. Oh, it's, 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 it was offensive on so many levels. <laughs> is gag-inducing a word that we can use for that? Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's hyphenated, but yes. <laughs> I, I choose that. Gag-inducing. Okay, so I have a question because I didn't see one. I kind of don't want to know the answer, but at the same time, I kind of want to do that you know the answer. So we've already referenced the fact that she was cunty in the first, in in the show. So it's I guess it's fair game to call her cunty. So is uh, in the first one was she the same character? And then did she redeem herself in the first one? Like is it like every episode of this movie franchise? It's like she's really cunty through the whole movie, and then she learns a valuable lesson, and then she's. Oh, why don't you answer this question? <laughs> So, yes, in the first one, she is also cunty. And then magically, she's like, oh, I'll be a good person now. And you're like, okay, cool. And immediately in this one, he reverts back to being yeah. a cunt. So what happened in the four or five months? I yeah, don't exactly. I don't know. They had the musical, and then Troy and Gabriella got together, and she got a little jelly. I don't know. Because in the first one, she also wants Troy's dick. Yes. So that doesn't change. Okay, so that's a recurring theme. Yeah, recurring theme. Well, I mean, come on, it's Zac Efron. Who doesn't? Uh, I don't. You say that now. This song is just so overly produced with, like, all of the auto-tune. It's all just, overly produced. It's yes. funny because... Well, yeah. I don't know how you can measure each song, though. Like, it's like every song yeah, it's... is... It's like the same song, but different. It kind of is. Like, yeah, so it's kind of like, how do you measure one, the level of awful... That is each song. It's kind of like they're all a 
zero out of zero. We're all in this together. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> zero out of zero. And maybe Scott, because Scott's a more objective person. I do feel like the songs were, I mean, they're not like great in the first one either, but they're at least a little more catchy and like fun in the first one. Like they're more earwormy, so you can forgive their blandness. Frankie, close your ears. Just put plug your ears for a second. And we want to okay. hear the real answer from Scott. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Scott, tell us how terrible the first set was. <laughs> yeah, please. Please, Scott. The, the first one, as yeah, she's right. They are earworms. But earworms also, when they invade your ear, you want to rip them out of your ears immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> These ones are like, if you then took those earworms and dumped them into vanilla ice cream and then tried to stick them back in your ears, but they just keep sliding out. That's actually a very fair description. Because, again, I, I recognize that this movie isn't good, but I appreciate its camp, <laughs> and I can kind of remember a simpler time where I had no problems, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a nice warm blanket that's just also happens to be itchy at times with weird color grading <laughs> and terrible choreography. Is it campy if they think that they're doing a serious project, though? I don't think they do think that. <laughs> I They absolutely do think that this is the best thing they're ever going to do, and in some cases it was. Well, in so some cases, it, I yeah, mean, for sure was. Right? <laughs> But I had a feeling Zac Efron knew he was going to be better than this at some point. I think so. I even think Vanessa Hudgens did. Because there's like there's some shots here where like either they're in the background or they don't necessarily know that they're in the foreground on camera. And like you can tell that they're very much over it. <laughs> like just the look on their face, even sometimes in the choreography, they're kind of like half-assing it maybe because they're not indirectly in the front of the camera. The other thing I do want to bring up early on because you guys haven't seen the first one, Vanessa Hutchins, who was like the second build star in the first one, feels very much like, hey, you're a background character throughout most of this goddamn movie. She kind of is. I mean, her purpose is the same as it was in the first movie, which is Troy's girlfriend, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's more of Sharpay and Efron. I do like, though, that they give some of the side characters from the first movie kind of their own moment, mostly uh, Corbin Blue, who plays Chad, who's Troy's best friend, and Ryan, Sharpay's brother. They kind of get their own musical number, which we'll get to that. But they actually, like, have something to do in this movie. But they didn't have any side stories with any of them. They were just like there. Yeah, there was. They was did the baseball game and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but was that really about them? Or is yeah, it, it was to about the, them. About it was, the dude. It was totally about them. It was them. about the dude who was the director of the play. It wasn't like they were just happened to be there, but he. Oh. it was more about him. He was the focus of that baseball game. What? What were you watching? I was watching the movie when he was the guy that they had to try and get as part of their crew so that they could be friends at the end and, you know, be all celebrated and be on their team. I think team. you're confused at who the characters were. The guy who was the director dude. The director dude is Sharpay's brother, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's, That's who we're talking about. Yeah, he. <laughs> no, you were talking about all of the other friends that Zach Refron no, had. No, we weren't. Yes, we were. Oh, my God. <laughs> the the, the, the cast, the remaining cast... Ha didn't have a story. No, no, yeah, no, you're right. We were talking about the side story between those two. Not uh, everybody. Oh, you've gone on in some tangent that makes no sense to anybody. Okay. Does anyone? Does this movie make sense to anyone at any point? No, probably no. not. So it's okay. We're only on the second song. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Okay, Do we really so have to talk about each song? How many songs no, we're just were going there. through the plot. <laughs> we're in the beginning. Okay, of the so movie. they did there a, was a plot. <laughs> There's a plot. They did a. They did another song that was as terrible as the first song, and then we moved on to the other part of the plot. Troy and Wildcats are at Country Club. Sharpay and Ryan are at Country Club. Gabriella is at Country Club. Sharpay is pissed. 
there you go. And Sharpay tells the boss of the country club, just make it so miserable for everyone that they quit because I only wanted Troy's dick, not all of the Wildcats. So that's the quote unquote plot we have going through this movie right now. And then we get to the fucking kitchen where all the Wildcats are working and um, there's a work song. And this particular song is just awful. I don't even remember this song. We got to work. Oh, fuck. Yeah. In this particular song, it's mostly just important to note how terrible the choreography is. It's terrible. And how weird the color grading is. Everything is blue in this movie until it's green. And then it's like radioactive Hulk green. I don't know why they felt the need to color grade this movie so strangely. I guess because they wanted it to look better. And they thought that's what better looks like. I don't know. (laughs) Seven million dollars had to go somewhere. Zach Efron looked like an alien. His eyes were like glowing yeah. blue. Maybe that's why they colorized it, just to make his eyes more blue. He said, I refuse to wear contacts to make them more blue. Let's just make everything green, which will make my eyes look bluer. Well, I do love because the drum beat, which is supposed to be Corbin Blue playing the pots, he's completely offbeat. Like, if you watch him closely, yes. he's not on beat yes. whatsoever with the rest of the song. Yeah. Well, let, let's focus on what's really important. The heart of this movie, Scott, let's focus on the romance. You know, the, the romance between the two people that were actually dating in real life. Couldn't you feel the chemistry just jumping off the screen between them? Throughout the movie, Gabrielle and Troy randomly try to go on like dates and they get in trouble or interrupted throughout. Randomly, oh. they'll go onto the green of the golf course, which I'm like, okay, people are supposed to be golfing there, but okay, fine, we'll have a picnic there. Get sprayed by sprinklers. <laughs> How romantic and silly. It's like, you know, very standard, like, romantic movie stuff. They'd go into the pool after hours, and that goes nowhere. Oh, how cutesy. Yeah, because they keep trying to kiss, Scott. <laughs> but Jesus keeps making room between them. <laughs> <laughs> they need a mouse in between them at all times. This is the Disney Channel. <laughs> Disney Jesus. You're not supposed to kiss until you're 30. And for some reason, the piano girl from the first movie also got a job at this country club playing like background music in the dining hall or whatever. So she's in the movie and she has just so happened to write yet another song for this couple that she really doesn't know that well and is the most generic high school couple in the universe. But she writes a song just for them called You Are the Music in Me. And I I mean, I know you guys aren't going to agree and that's fine, but I think this is the best one it's the one that's the least annoying i feel like is it is it really Uh, listen it's difficult to say which one is the least annoying i'm trying to think there's really because the other ones are so generic and like kind of jim was saying a lot of them are very much kind of the same song this one is at least kind of cute and i know the words better than the other ones so i'll say it's the best one (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's a measurement stick but uh (laughs) I can say I hated them all, and this one as much as the one before it. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> if you guys had to pick one song, no, this, like, I'm not gonna know. pick that's one like, song. That's like you go to hell, and you're oh, all no. you hit. You hit each seven circles of hell, and you say to yourself, "Which circle of hell was worse than the other circle of hell?" And you think to yourself, "Okay, if you have torture, how much torture can you actually absorb?" Aren't there movies when you guys were, were young and spry that you thought were good and then you, as an adult, were like, oh, that was really dumb? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Please say yes. Of course. Uh, for me, I think it was all those fraternity-type movies. I used to like the fraternity-type movies. And now I go back and watch them. I'm like, these are all terrible. Except Porky's. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God Porky's <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> this is what I'm working with. All right. I, I'm I'm fighting a losing battle. <laughs> well, but it's in the in the Porky's movies, they're in high school, but all the women are 30. So it's like 
I'm just glad that my voice sounds so much different than Jim, so people don't mistake what he's saying as my opinion. Okay, so what movie did you see that when you were 13 that you now, you still, do you still have every movie or every genre when you were 13? I was a very mature 13-year-old. But guys, this is a really mature movie about, um, you know, teens worrying about the future. (laughs) Because every time someone mentions the future... Troy Bolton bolts out of the conversation. Get it? Get what I did there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a real coming of age tale about a young boy <laughs> accepting the fact that he's growing up and has to go to college. It's not a real anything. Yeah. As I said earlier, there wasn't one of those people that were on crack and, <laughs> and, or not one of like, and I'm sorry, he, he's like, He's the captain of the basketball team. There's like cheerleaders. He would have banged all of them. Like it's just oh so for not... sure. I mean, in reality, right? yes. In reality, Troy Bolton would be a big douchebag, and he would have fucked everybody. <laughs> and also, he wouldn't be on the basketball team because he's short. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he would be on the polo team or something. <laughs> he doesn't have money for that. So the dart game team. I don't <laughs> know. Bryce is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what no. archery maybe? Once again, the views of Jim do not uh, reflect mine at all. So, what t- <laughs> what team would he have been on? I think he would have he would have been fine on the basketball team. He's he five could, foot he could, two. He could play point guard. He's five foot two. I had a kid Brian on my basketball team. The guy was like five foot. He was awesome. Well, for high school, yeah, but like he's talking about getting a basketball scholarship to college. Like no one's giving you a basketball scholarship. I don't know. He looked pretty good. Saw that practice that he was in. He looks more like a lacrosse player. He's got oh, the blonde fluffy hair. I can see lacrosse. I think maybe fencing. What high school did you go well, to? Who has fencing Again. in high school? Well, it, if. I mean, it's the Disney High School, isn't it? Like, they they probably had access to fencing equipment. Wasn't the name of their high school Disney High School? No, it's West something or East East High. I don't know what the heck it was. See, you don't even remember. It could have been Disney High High School. So back to the movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah, please. I never thought I'd want you to get back to the movie, but... There's there's a plot still, guys. So Sharpay, in an effort to get Troy's penis... She enlists her father to kind of like kind of take him under his rich wing and being like, oh, I work for, uh, Al- I think, Albuquerque College or whatever, and I can get you a scholarship if you just play your cards right. And Troy's like, what does that mean? Do I have to like fuck your daughter? Like, what's what's the terms of this <laughs> no you just have to sing with her it's fine oh yeah that's the thing too they build it up okay so there's a talent show at the country club of course right so sharpay is like i want to sing with troy in the talent show and sharpay's dad is like oh well troy if you sing with sharpay i can have the college scouts come and watch you and you'll get a scholarship but it's like okay why <laughs> First of all, they're not going to give a shit if you can say if you can play basketball and you want a basketball scholarship. That's all they're going to want you to do. They're not going to want you to be like singing on the side. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Why would that matter at all? Sorry, scholarships done. You can't sing. You can't be on our basketball team. <laughs> there's Denied. no singing in basketball. <laughs> Just like there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> what they're telling you is, if you have money, you can make anybody do anything you want them to do. Correct. Which is ultimately the the actual moral of the story is, is everybody should make more money because if you the more money you have, the more people you can make them do what you want them with your money. Oh no, Jim, the the moral of the story is to be true to yourself and not worry about money or the future or college or anything and just be true to yourself and make sure your friends like you. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. I think I think the last part there was the moral of the story. Yeah. The moral was, you know, don't don't be an individual, just conform with everybody just, just else. Make sure your friends don't hate you. <laughs> it's very funny cuz there was a song again, a song in the first one called "Stick to the Status Quo," ah. and that's what this movie teaches us. <laughs> no <Yep>. socialism. <laughs> so I'm I'm confused now. So are they teaching us socialism or are they teaching us capitalism? What are, what exactly are we learning here? Good God, they're not teaching us anything. 
the message in all of these movies is we're all in this together. Okay, that's the fucking message of the movie. That's the message of the first movie. They have a whole song about it. And then this movie, they reference it multiple times. They Multiple times, characters say, oh, we're all in this together for literally no reason. <laughs> because it was a song in the first movie. And then <laughs> every movie pretty much ends with everybody singing and dancing together. Because that's what it's all about. <laughs> Being but- together and singing and dancing. So Sharpay just doubles down on her fuckery and she has the head of the country club promote Troy into being like a member of the club, even though he still technically works there. It doesn't really make sense, but we just need an excuse to turn Troy into an asshole in the blink of an eye. (laughs) And he is. I mean, he treats his immediately when he gets upgraded at the club. He gets like these Italian shoes that he won't stop talking about. He gets like a fancy suit and he gets to eat in the dining room as opposed to like, I don't know, in the basement where the fucking other employees eat. I don't know. But yeah, so we just need an excuse for Troy to turn into a complete asshole and then all his friends to become angry with him. <laughs> Which leads to our baseball scene, right? Are we there yet? Uh, yeah, because uh, Sharpay basically steals... Troy and Gabriella's song from the piano girl Kelsey and Ryan gets pissed and and then he that's what leads him to go be friends with all the other wildcats and them and yeah so now we're at the baseball scene basically where Ryan goes there's a employee baseball game Gabriella invites Ryan to the employee baseball game Chad is like fuck you man you're spying for Sharpay fuck you and then they have a whole very gay coded dance (laughs) (laughs) because obviously ryan is a coded gay character but we can't say that he's gay because it's disney yes this is the i actually don't mind this song because it does give two very clear side characters in the franchise a moment to shine which is nice but um it's clearly very coded gay and by the end of the song both chad and ryan have switched clothes so make of that what you will I didn't even notice that. Did you? I was going to say, did you notice that? They completely switched outfits. Really? How did so, that happen? What happened off screen? We don't know. Okay, so we we haven't had our somewhat two leads kiss yet, but we've basically been told that these two characters had sex and changed clothes. So what uh, the message, which is not necessarily the worst message, is that if you're going to have a love scene in a Disney movie, it should be gay. Yeah, baby, yeah! What What did we think of the, the song I Don't Dance on the baseball field? It's kind of like that measuring stick doesn't move, Frankie. It's kind of like the measuring stick just, it plays another song that's difficult to listen to, akin to ear earworms with milk or butter or whatever they were on Scott's ears. It, it's like, it's... I think that one's more earwormy than some of the other ones. It's No, no they're all... They're, they're all... They're all there's not... It's like a level... I feel like I, the we, chorus just gets stuck in your head almost, kind no, of. No, but, no, I, mean, I guess no, that's me. I, I no. literally can remember not one word, and I actually listened to the album, so... Yeah, we're we're talking about all these songs, and I'm like... I Which one's which? <laughs> they were all the same song. It was different in the sense that they were on a baseball diamond. But the dancing and the singing was still awful. When there, when there are songs in this movie that are heavily reliant on choreography, it becomes ever the more obvious how cheesy and just over the top it is. And this isn't even the worst of it. We're going to get to the worst, worst one in a little bit. Throughout the baseball song, um, Troy is noticeably absent because he's busy off being an asshole. So um, <laughs> Gabriella in turn ends up spending a little more time with Ryan and the best one of the funniest weirdest scenes happens after that where okay Gabriella and Ryan are like hanging out you know she's chilling with her gay best friend clearly and we're we're just fine with that right but for some reason Troy enters the scene and becomes like vehemently jealous of he Ryan, was super jealous yeah. which like why <laughs> like are you actually Open your eyes, buddy. Do you think he's trying to get with her, bro? (laughs) Well, her mom's brownies are the best brownies. Oh, the brownies. Oh, (laughs) something tells me that's a euphemism for something. (laughs) 
finally we have some drug use at a school. Yes, precisely. We love those edibles. But yeah, it was just super weird. It, it felt so, so, so very forced that we we're just trying to make Troy the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> like for no reason other than we need conflict in the movie. Yeah, and even then he's not... He's not really an asshole. He's, he's just really not being no. he's just being pulled in different directions from his boss because he's a a man whore and there's just he has no real balls. He's just like, "Yes, boss. Yes, boss." He goes from one assignment to another assignment and his friends are actually in my opinion a little bit um insensitive to that. Exactly. I was thinking about this the whole time because I'm like, if he just explains, hey, I'm making $500 a day. (laughs) Yes. And I need to save money for college. Get off my dick. (laughs) Yeah. I think at some point, Troy makes a comment that like, oh, you know, I got to save money. And it's like, okay, first of all, in the first movie, your parents went to like a fucking fancy ski lodge during winter break. And like you live in a big fucking house and you're clearly he ain't hurting for money. (laughs) But now they're broke because of that ski lodge. That's they went to the ski (laughs) lodge and now they're broke. That was everything they had. There's not one character in this that has any development whatsoever. Like, you know, nothing about any of them. You don't know anything other than they all want to get a job at the country club. And then they all want to do the talent show. And they all want to go to college, but they don't want him to go to college. They want them all to go to the same college. And they all want to make sure that they all don't have enough money to go to this terrible, terrible college (laughs) that they all stay together. We're all in this together. God damn it. So the plot <laughs> the plot sort of continues i know she's trying so hard i to know i really am trying to plot. make this plot make sense so <laughs> troy asshole and sharpay wants to do the show but the wildcats also want to do the show and ryan the brother because he has now turned on sharpay and he's directing the wildcats to do their own thing for the show Ooh, baby and sharpay is pissed so she wants all the wildcats Banned. Off, off of the show. It's like a very Lucy and Ricky situation. So Gabriella, in, in a fit of just rage, can't you just feel the rage off of her? She confronts Sharpay and she, I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. Troy shows up and he's upset and then they break up and there's a breakup song and they're crying and it's supposed to be really sad and sincere and it's just... <laughs> corny and stupid <laughs> at about that point i was also crying for different reasons <laughs> I, love that. I mean they were really they were really trying for those emmys man they were really working mm. they were just like oh if i can cry in the scene they'll nominate me for a fucking daytime emmy <laughs> no girl <laughs> no what i found particularly funny about this song is first of all that i've still remembered all the words <laughs> That is also funny to us. Jesus Christ. I could have so much room in my brain for like important things, but I I have a little pocket in my brain for high school musical lyrics, and that's just something I got to live with. But what I also found funny is the corniness of the song, obviously, but that's kind of everything. But this is this one's particularly corny because we just we really have to feel the breaking up, the, the heartbreak involved with this like four month long romance that they haven't even kissed. And we're really sad about it. I was sad for sure. And she returns the little tea necklace, tear, tear, sob, sob. And also, like in the first movie, when Gabriella has a slow song, she kind of does a little sad, thoughtful walk through a hallway for some reason. (laughs) And in this movie, she does it too, even though she's not in school. (laughs) She's just walking aimlessly through the halls of the country club in which she works right before she quits (laughs) for... Like maybe 20 minutes minutes. before the end of the movie and then she comes back, spoiler alert, and it's a big reveal that she came back. It's all for dramatic tension, you see. Ah, yes, that's right. That's what makes a good movie. (laughs) So much drama. So much. (laughs) Troy realizes he did the wrong. Everyone hates him. He has to sing his heart out running all over the golf course. Yes, this is 
this is really the song that kind of makes the movie. What? Um, this is no, but seriously, because this is the song that everybody fucking talks about. No, who? this is like the most memed song in history in Disney Channel. Who are these people talking about? No, listen, All listen, them, us millennials, everyone. motherfucker, listen. So bet on it. We're gonna talk about bet on it now. <sighs> it's, it's. I like to say. Um, it's obviously not the best, but it's the best of the worst in that it's the most hilarious to watch, I think. Wait a minute. Didn't you say that other one was the best? Like, No, no. That one was genuinely the best one. This is the best of the worst, meaning that it's the funnest to oh, watch of how bad it is. It's the worst of the worst. The is, worst of the worst, I'm sure. Hearing. I say best of the worst because I actually enjoyed watching it because it's so bad. Honestly, this is the one where... A, Zac Efron looks ridiculous dancing yes. the whole song. There's all the drama, all the gyrating, but all the spinning, this is also, all the choreography. It's all right here. <laughs> but this is also the one he looks the most caked in makeup. Yes. Yes. He's got pocket sand. <laughs> He's got spinning and jumping. He's got terribly CGI'd reflections in the water. It's just everything you ever want out of a bad musical number. It's no good at all to see yourself and not recognize your face. Out on my own, it's such a scary place. That is actually the one time I laughed. Thank when, you. When you saw his reflection in the water. It's it's the one time. The rest of the time I was just cringing. I don't know what they did to like they just I don't they literally, they literally just green screen his yeah. face onto so the water. Mm-hmm. water. Like I don't understand how you thought that would look good. <laughs> this is the seven million dollars we're talking about. Yeah, it all went to that effect. For us millennials, it's definitely the most memed thing to come out of this movie that everyone makes fun of. I mean, Zac Efron can win an Oscar tomorrow and he'll never outlive bet on it. (laughs) Ever. And that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Well, I was going to say, any of these people who get into these like child star famous movies like Edward Jacob, these two... They're never going to outlive these because everyone just goes like, anytime, what's his fucking face is in the new movie? Like, he was just Batman. And it's they're the like, Twilight. Oh, it's, it's Twilight, fucking, dude. Uh, the vampire that yeah. sparkles. You can't lift shit down. Well, Bet on It is not only the best slash worst of the worst, it's supposed to be Troy's like transformative song where he comes, his come to Jesus moment, as it were, uh, where he realizes that he's been a big old asshole and he has to turn shit around. So I have to give up my future. I will say, though, just before we move on with the quote-unquote plot, if you don't want to watch this movie, especially if you've never seen it before, that's just fine. Like, no one's gonna no one's gonna be mad at you for that. But I highly implore you to at least watch Bet on it. <laughs> like, you'll punch it up on YouTube, because it's just funny. Especially without any context. I feel like it would be even funnier. You know, there's also cute cat videos on YouTube. I'm just saying. If you've got five minutes worth of time, yeah, there's also cute cat videos yeah, on there's YouTube. There's so much other things you could spend your time doing. Yeah, or puppies do, playing with with Keanu Reeves. Do not like, watch anything that has to do with High School Musical. Yeah, two, whatever you do, or do one, not do that. or three, or, or seventy-four, however. Or this High School Musical. Or the or the Zach. China, the like, Zach. I'm the fucking editor of this podcast, you know. <laughs> Cut you motherfuckers off at the knees. <laughs> uh, so, Scott, what does Troy do to kind of turn things around here? Because I, I need a break from the quote-unquote plot for a second. What does he do to turn the- Yeah. Uh, what did he scold Sharpay. He scold Sharpay to be like, you have to let them in. <sighs> let them sing. And she does but he quits the song and oh yeah well, immediately no. changes his mind and comes back to the song and yeah then- he's like let my people go and then she's like okay fine now will you sing with me he's like no and then he changes his mind he's like okay fine yeah and then he does well no he doesn't, he doesn't. yeah and he makes up with all yeah. his friends and I can't believe he apologized. One of the most unbelievable stupid things happens in that we have to do the talent show now, but we have to learn a whole new song in a span of like five minutes before we go on stage. At least that's how it plays on the screen. In this movie, though, I have to say, because there are multiple times where they 
are singing songs or whatever and they're like looking at sheet music and they just magically pick up the song in like a second barely looking at the sheet music (laughs) and like are we even trying to make this seem like we just saw this for the first time (laughs) we're not even trying true talent doesn't need much time you just got to shake it off and get on stage yeah (laughs) i'm gonna put that on a poster and hang it in my room (laughs) just for motivation shit you have a cat sitting on the stage (laughs) and with a top hat with jim on the bottom (laughs) jim from film rage (laughs) we love that oh god um, and what's even better about it is like, okay, they build up this whole like new song, right? And it's going to be like a banger. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's one of the least memorable ones, which is saying something. They make a big stink about, you know, oh, Sharpay is finally going to get to sing with Troy. And then they all just go behind the scenes and fuck her over. Like, no, Troy's going to sing with Gabriella instead because Gabriella is coming back. And yeah, then they sing like their love song that gets them back together and it's just so lovely and then they pull everybody else up on stage and Sharpay gets on stage they all dance around in a circle and oh isn't life wonderful we're all friends again we're all in this together and then we make out on the golf course oh yeah they finally get their kiss and it's built up like so much that it's just I mean I'm surprised they didn't just fuck right there on the golf course in front of all their friends. <laughs> there is no way that Sharpay is okay with any of this. No, but it makes it seem like it is. Based oh, on yeah. her character, the fact that she just, ha 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 ha, this is, no. To be fair, that's how they kind of played it in the first movie too. Where like the whole first movie, she's cunty mccuntiness. And then like at the very end in the last song, everyone's friends and we're all happy. And it's like, it's like that in this movie too. It's kind of like the Duke's a hazard, really, because it was Boss Hog. <laughs> he was kind of a dick through the whole show, and then it's like he would learn a valuable lesson, and then you'd think he was back to being okay, and then he was back to being Boss Hog in the next episode of Dukes of Hazard. It's kind of like that. Is, it, is that what it's kind of like? It kind of felt that way because apparently this is what's happening. If anyone ever watched three, I said, "Shay, when Bryce watches three, we're going to find out what no. what happens to." Um, Sharpay and see if she's still a bitch. We'll just see who gets that high school musical. Oh, there, see. oh this oh, is going to be yeah. fun. I can't wait for that episode. Oh, God. I've only seen High School Musical 3 one time, so I barely remember it at all. But I'm going to just. You remember every song. I'm going to. Yeah, right. No, I'm just going to like stick my neck out there and take a bet that she's still a bitch. <laughs> so I'm just going to guess. She's boss hogging. And we'll find out next season when we do High School Musical 3. <laughs> But I'm just going to go out on a limb. FYI, don't invite us on for that one. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And then there's one last song. Can we do the finale song? Yeah, fine. (laughs) And then we we can mercifully end end their suffering. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even remember because it was weird because it felt like a second ending also. Like the movie ended on them kissing in the rain. I was like, okay, the end. And then all of a sudden they they faded to black and then came back up and they're singing like a fucking like fun summer song. And I'm like, oh, wait, oh, this is okay. This is just we're all in this together again. But it's called All Four, the number four, one. And that's Ah, the name of the song. Okay. I think it's the number four. Mm, That makes sense. But anyway, yeah, it's just we're all in this together, but not. All for one and one for love. Break a leg. (laughs) Literally break a leg. Please break everything. (laughs) Oh my god! The only there's only two interesting things about this song. Is there? Oh wait, Miley Cyrus is in it for a second. Yes, that's the only good thing. For like a hot second, and B, at the very end of the movie, like you're clearly Troy and Gabriella are waiting for them to yell "cut" because they're almost. Oh my god, she's literally drowning. (laughs) She's yeah, so uncomfortable, cool. and and Zac Efron is clearly like trying to hold her up, and they're just holding on them. The can- I'm like, okay, cut, cut the movie, cut. <laughs> it's so. She's bad. like, I'm not getting back in that fucking pool with lover money. Oh, it was so bad. I actually felt really bad for them because <laughs> it's so obvious they're uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, Miley Cyrus had a cameo in it for like a hot second because yep. Hannah Montana was big at the time, so they're like, let's just throw her in there. <laughs> 
Disney. <laughs> it's like, yep. And that's the movie. Guys, we finished. It's High School Musical 2. Don't you feel so much better <sighs> now that it's done? <laughs> yes. It's, it was just so awful on so many levels. Yeah. And it wasn't just the movie. It was the fact that they had they had to focus on this golf course in the desert, too. What an irresponsible waste of water. Yes. It's, it's one of our most valuable resources. This need, and they're, they're showing like this needless destruction of our planet. Yes. That was the subplot that I saw. Yes. I, I would agree for sure. This was not a green nothing, movie. Nothing at all. pisses me off more than a golf course in the desert. But, but Bryce, the two here, here. Teen, you know, romantics kissed at the end finally. They kicked Jesus out from between them and they finally kissed on that green, green golf course. On that ultra green Hulk green golf course. Oh well, that makes it okay then. So is the third one? Is she does does she come back pregnant in the third one? Like, is it High School Musical three? Three men and a baby? No. Is it the abortion debate? That is that is something you're gonna find, <laughs> find out. out. Oh, you're God. gonna find out. On a side note, Zac Efron is playing, I think Tom Selleck's role in the remake of Three Men and a Baby. Supposedly, if that's still happening. They're remaking Three Men and a Baby. Oh, for crying out loud. Three Men and a Baby. That's that's what the internet says, but you never know. It could be incorrect. Uh, you better grow yes. a mustache if that's the case. That's all I need. Yeah, just go the Chris Evans route and grow a little Tom selleck mustache. Or a Hitler mustache, by the sounds of things. Oh, all right, well... <laughs> Okay. Like they're murdering everyone that watches this movie. So, oh. Okay, guys. So, well, we have to rate. Yes, we always rate out of the five stars. So, what would you guys rate? Well, this gee, out of I five wonder stars? what the fuck they're gonna say. I guess it's a zero. Is that a rating? Can I give you it zero, zero stars? It gets zero stars. <laughs> it was painful. I will give it one Miley Cyrus out of. All right. Out of five Miley Cyruses. But as That's... far as stars are concerned, I also give it zero stars. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there is one Miley Cyrus in it, so that's fair, I guess. And, okay. <laughs> and so, okay, let's ask Scott next. Scott, how many A stars and B Miley Cyruses do you give this film? Well, I also give it one Miley Cyrus out of five Miley Cyruses, and I have it as a one-star movie. Just because of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> okay. Such a Miley go. Cyrus stan. We all know it, Scott. Okay, and on the 25th viewing, Frankie. Not the 25th. 22nd. Eh, yes. Yeah, you know, listen, before rewatching it, I had it as a three out of five because, you know, I was a fool and looking on it fondly with rose colored nostalgia glasses, I managed to. Uh, you know, whittle it down a whole half star. I gave it two and a half because I still enjoyed watching it just for funsies. So for clarity purposes for the listeners sure. of Shoot the Flick, Frankie has given this the same rating that she gave Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Listen, I upvoted fucking Eddie and the Cruisers. I just want that to be known to anybody listening. She gave them both the same rating. All right. <laughs> You're going to live with that. I okay. said what I said. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Listen, you have to remember also, cut me some fucking slack. This is a movie that was not made for you guys, okay? <laughs> you and your penises and your mustaches. It wasn't made for you. It was made for me. <laughs> and I liked it when I was 14, 15 years old. My favorite thing about this whole experience is... Jim messaging us that Bryce had watched the movie and going, I hope I watched the right movie. And if it wasn't the right movie, I won't watch another one. <laughs> I did say that. Which is fair. I, again, I want to reiterate for the sake of my reputation. I, I know this is a bad movie. I'm very aware. Okay. But I have fun with it because, you know, it was a simpler time. Okay, leave me be. <laughs> oh god. Okay. But so, yeah, I still give it two and a half. So it's bad, but I like it. Sue me. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Maybe next time we'll have you on for a better movie. <laughs> Maybe. 
Well, that would kind of be a disservice to their reputation being film regional. I'm just saying. I can't imagine it not being a better movie no matter what you give us. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way. We're not coming on for three, though, just FYI. Okay, that's fine. We, Scott will be can't. here. <laughs> Scott, Scott will be tortured enough for all three of you. Oh, God. Oh, brother. I'm going to just keep that as my ringtone, that episode. <laughs> oh, God. So, Guys, plug your podcast one more time. Tell everybody where they can find it. Film Rage YYC is everywhere and filmrageyyc.com to get all of our reviews. And uh, yeah, go check it out. I think it's the 27th best website ever been created. 27, huh? Yeah. Wow. The, the first That's... 26 are all porn sites. And then it's Film Rage YYC. That is correct. That's fair, yeah. Pornhub 1, Pornhub 2, that makes sense. Pornhub 3. And then down Miley to Cyrus Pornhub. Zach Efron Pornhub. She's just a nudist. She's not a porn star. She's a nudist. <laughs> okay. So next week, we're going to be watching yet another movie with uh, baseball as our, our theme. Scott, we have a bit of a theme for the past few episodes, I think. We do. But I promise this baseball movie will be better than High School Musical 2. <laughs> because Scott will be the one showing it to me. So until then, this has been Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are Film Rage. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our baseball joke baseball joke movie adventure oh canada my home and native land tooties <laughs> rage on i'm not gonna stop that's who i am i'll give it all i got that is my